Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, September 23rd, 2021. And today we've got George Malik back on the show from the Malik Report. Uh, he was on yesterday's show giving us a lowdown of what happened in the Red Wings prospects tournaments up in Traverse City over the weekend. Uh, so we do a little bit of talking about that. And then today we dig in on some of the top storylines to watch heading into next season. Training camp starts this week, and I want to make sure. Uh, that you don't miss those. Scotty, what's going on, man? How's it going? It's going, man. I just watched uh, Isak Peretti's hit a very fair ball that was called foul, so I'm a little upset. But I thought um, it was I thought it was foul. I'm not gonna lie, watched it. Uh, thought it was well, foul. You're wrong. But uh, <laughs> the it, uh, it, it hit it hit fair in front of the bag and then hit foul behind the bag. Yeah, it's about where it crosses over the bag in midair. That's that's what determines fair foul. Where where the ball is when it is directly when it is equal distance to the base, not where I, it where it hits after is irrelevant. I thought it hit had to hit. I thought it had to be f- hit land in foul territory after the base. Yeah, I mean it, it can be a fair ball and hit into foul territory after the base is what I'm saying. If it's fair, if it when so the ball hit fair, right? Mm-hmm. Then it kept going where if it is, if it is over top of the base or in fair territory, when it is directly over or, or like equal to where the base would be, that is what determines fair foul. And then wherever it goes after that's irrelevant. I gotta be honest. I did not know that was the case. Well, now, you know, Interesting. It, it, honestly, honestly, oh, the, probably, the umpires probably, must have it wrong. It, it probably, <laughs> honestly, it probably was foul, but uh, off the bat, it looked fair. And then they did like the replay from the side as we've been having this conversation. It, it's probably foul, but, uh, but, yeah, <laughs> I, and then he flew out and then, yeah, frustrating, yeah. but right. great interview. Great yeah, interview. Great interview. We got Red Wing stuff uh, coming hot and heavy training camp this week. We're going to be bringing so you guys pumped, the man. absolute best coverage. So that. We'll probably do our uh kind of look at a training camp we'll update you what's going on on friday's episode as well so be sure to tune in for that uh without further ado let's get to george malik who uh who just out of the the tournament and through the weekend who would you uh, who would you say would be your biggest I guess risers and fallers would be the the way to put it. Who would be the people that uh, maybe gained the most stock with their performances, and who are the the players that that uh, that maybe you left the weekend scratching your head a little bit more? Uh, I left the weekend definitely impressed with uh, again Tutier of, uh, and I left my I left the weekend scratching my head about him because sure. he's a kid that came out of Belarus, you know, the Belarusian um, professional league which is not that high a league uh, as a dominant player. And there were moments when he was deking and dangling like the guy from his hometown, Pavel Datsuk, 
And there were other moments that he, that all those deeks and dangles and, and his just absolutely ridiculous footwork in terms of his skating would produce nothing because he kept on button hooking when he went into the zone, he, instead of going to the net, he'd, he'd go deep, pull back, twist back and try and put a puck to somebody on the point or, or look for a play that works on a hundred foot wide international ice. Sure. that never works here. <laughs> and there were some times that he got lit up physically. Um, I, I was very encouraged by the play of, uh, again, Chase Pearson. Um, and again, when you're talking about a support player, somebody who really wants to make his bread and butter as a fourth line center in the NHL, the Red Wings have had oodles of defensive forwards that haven't made it. I can think of Dominic Turgeon as an example. Mm -hmm. um, but when, if you look at somebody who wants to be a, a sort of a bigger, heavier, um, meaner version of Chris Draper, you, you've got Pearson in there. Um, he was really good. Um, but at the other end of the spectrum, you look at um, uh, Wyatt Newpower, who the Wings signed as a to an NHL contract uh, after a really good AHL season. He was bumpy. There were some times when he was 6'3 and, and 200 and banging people around. And there were times that he got bumped around a little bit. That, that was that was concerning to me. Um, there were good moments and bad moments for Pasquale Zito, who was only 18 and didn't play in a competitive game last year because he was in the, he was in the uh, Ontario league that, you know, never got a chance to play due to the pandemic rules in Ontario. Um, and somebody like Cross Hanas um, or Hannes, however you pronounce it. Um, he is somebody who has been nearly a point per game player in the WHL. Um, and he, he's shown a lot of potential as a two-way forward, but it didn't really connect for him. Um, there were some other guys too. There, there and he, I, I he was other... quick side note on Hannes because I know you were at the the prospects tournament this summer too. Open, yeah, uh, the World Summer Showcase. He was my favorite prospect to talk to. Uh, oh, he's a the, great. Kid. He, he was so funny like he he was when we were talking were you over there when i was talking about penalty killing and he's like uh and and he's like yeah you know never uh really thought that it would be fun to like stop people before but like i went out there and you know sometimes like you get your stick in the lane of a pass and you're like well that's pretty cool and then like he was literally <laughs> just like it, it, i'm like yeah those are things you should probably keep to yourself bud. but uh <laughs> and it was just it, it not honestly though like you just love honestly like candid comments like that because you do have to think that that's how it happens where you're like screw defense and all of a sudden you you get a big stop and it starts to turn for it uh, just a quick sidebar because i know people are you know feel whatever way about cross Hannes, um and and i guess his long-term future hopes of making the team things like that but uh I, I thought it was pretty funny kid when we met him. <laughs> no, he, he he's a he's a really engaging fellow and and he works hard, um, which leaves me um, optimistic for his future. But obviously, the one that we've got to talk about the elephant in the room—that's Sebastian Kosa's performance and what it may mean or doesn't mean. You know, I'm gonna because, I'm gonna say doesn't mean. Yes. Yeah. 
That was our follow-up, whether you brought him up in this part or not. <laughs> he, was, he was he was getting talked about for sure. He his last game was played in a in a league that was just a step below the uh, the Macomb Athletic Conference White Division. Like it, that that is honestly the the level of competition. Uh, how stark in contrast it was from what he was going to a year ago in the WHL, right. where he was, you know, he he heard it all draft season. He was the only good goalie on the only good team. And then he comes over to this game, first game in a long time. It's not easy to strap on the pads and get right back out there. Whoop de do. Yeah, that that that's that's pretty much how I feel about it. Uh um, I I will I will say that I, I was watching him in warm-up. Uh, and I was watching the amount of time that he actually spent in the net because um, we know he's a bit of a cocky, arrogant little guy. Well, not little guy, I should say. He's <laughs> six six and two oh five. He might be six seven, um, but uh, he he was he was doing more stretching than he was doing puck, puck stopping. And I went, uh oh, you know, this is somebody who is really comfortable at the level of play that he has been dominating at. Mm. This is somebody who's gotten to the point that he might be a little cocky and arrogant about the level of play that he's been dominating at. And this is not going to be a good night for him. He is going to learn. Um, and sometimes when you're all of 18 years old, you know what? A good learning experience getting your ass handed to you is, is the perfect remedy for, for some of those issues in terms of uh, work ethic, in terms of, um, you know, the way you approach the game. He's a gigantic player at 6'6", almost 6'7", and that means there are big holes. And his five hole, he looks more comfortable in the butterfly than, than in his actual stance. Uh, his blocker hand wanders a little bit, and he can get beaten to high glove when he's down on his knees. Um, though that's, a, those are all my observations of his flaws as a former goaltender for a little while in my, my very limited playing career. Um, but I did play goal and I, I can tell you that I watched him work on those issues with the wings goaltending coaches, which I think is probably the best, the best thing that he had all week mm. is that he worked with Brian Mahoney Wilson and, and the other goaltending coach that the wings have. Uh, he he worked with them. Yan um, Bednash uh, worked with them, and uh, Victor Bratstrom, who's the guy they brought over from Finland, worked his effing butt off um, all week long with those goaltending coaches. And that might matter just as much, if not more, than the game that Sebastian Kosa played in and had a rough time with, um, because strengths wise. You are talking about a raw but athletic 6'6 goaltender who covers a lot of space and is incredibly confident in himself. And so the, there are, there's a lot of potential there. And again, he's only 18. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and mega contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% whoa, 
Now, 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKDOWN. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So they used to give out 50%. Now it's 100%. Now you're getting the best bonuses from betonline.ag when you were already getting the best bonuses from betonline.ag before. What are you waiting for? From basketball, football, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKDOWN for a 100% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game, another one that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch all your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to ever buy a device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. This is uh, Bertuzzi looking at Setaguchi across the ice, and your dead seems to be what uh, he's mouthing. It's so what you just said there, I think, is very interesting because I think that I agree with you. Like, that is probably likely what happened. And in terms of like his, because, you know, I brought up the, the level of competition was much different, but then you add the, the part where maybe he didn't realize that ahead of time and maybe he needed to see that in real time. Whether or not that turns out to be the case, I think, you know, I, I don't want anybody to overreact to that because I think some people might hear that and go, oh, well, that's a red flag. Not really. Like if you're, you know, when you're in high school and, you know, you're you're a decent student and you know you can get an A or B on a test, not by studying. And then you go to college one time, you get your ass kicked on your first exam. You go, oh, shoot, I have to study. And then that's it. Right. And, 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 and sometimes, you know, I think a lot of times people want to like, say like oh he doesn't want to put in the work or whatever things like that but no hey he's an 18 year old and what people don't realize is that they are learning in these jobs the same way that we all do in our real job you know in our daily lives when you you know get hired as a as a waiter and then next thing you know you're you can also bartend you know not being able to bartend doesn't mean you can never bartend you know right somebody can teach you how to do that and i think that that's what uh i just because I agree with you about the Sebastian Costa thing, but I also want to bring it back around and say, hey, that's that's really okay for that to happen. And like you even mentioned, it might be necessary for that to happen. I have uh, a quick, bold prediction for you on Sebastian Costa before we move on to your top storylines to watch for heading into training camp. I put this out in the Twitterverse last week. I think that Sebastian Costa, over the course of his NHL career, is going to put in five to ten empty net goals. That is my bold prediction for Sebastian Kosa's career. I don't know why. I just think he's got the juice. You talked about him being a little cocky. I think he would be a goaltender who would enjoy scoring an empty net goal with somewhat regularity. What do you think about it? I think five to 10 is a little high, but that's just my opinion. I do. I think he can do it. Yes. I do think that he is the type of goaltender who has the puck handling skills and has that panache to him, has that sort of little little bit of self-belief to the point of arrogance <laughs> that, that he's gonna be he's gonna be the type of player that says, you know what? I got an empty net here. 
Let it fly, baby. That's exactly. I don't know. Like, see, and that's the problem is that, like, honestly, you know, I want to be. Sometimes I want to give, you know, real smart analysis for for our listeners here. But sometimes, sometimes, like, <laughs> actually, most of the time, these are the types of things that enter my brain. Like, not, you know, will Sebastian Cosa be able to develop a butterfly? Will Sebastian Cosa be a regular empty net goal scorer? in the nhl and for like I, I wish i wasn't the case but it just is there's no shame in that <laughs> uh give me your top storylines to watch for heading into training camp we're here with george malik from the malik report.com you can follow him on twitter at are you at the malik report on twitter uh, yeah I, well i'm just george malik on at twitter malik. So. all right uh go follow him on twitter what are your top storylines to watch for heading into red wings training camp which starts this week well, let's let's stick with the obvious one first. Can they stay healthy? This is a team that that over the past half decade has had such a um, really awful run of injuries, and especially injuries starting in training camp and in the exhibition season when they play eight games over the course of twelve nights. You know, I I, I want to see them them get some luck, stay healthy, not push anybody to the point that they that they they get hurt. Um, I want to see how the top six, uh, pan out. Um, I'm really excited about Pew Suter, but Pew Suter, um, got himself a contract by scoring all those goals against the Red Wings. Yes. And, but this is actually what I was going to ask you and playing with the Brinkett and Kane, but is let's say hypothetically, he ends up with Zadina and, Jacob Verana. Do you think that's that much of a step down? I mean, it's Patrick Kane. It's Patrick it's, Kane. Yeah, I uh, get that. With all due respect to Patrick Kane, no. And with all due respect to Patrick Kane, if you look at um, maybe putting him on the Guelph Storm line yeah. with Bertuzzi and um, my, my brain is escaping me. Fabry. Fabry. With you put him on Bertuzzi and Fabry, you know, th- does that chemistry come back? You know, uh, the Red Wings so desperately need scoring beyond their first line. To me, that secondary scoring and the tertiary scoring are, are key to me. Um, this may be a boring one, but I want to see whether Danny DeKaiser's healthy um, because he played through um, an injury that really requires or, or a surgery that requires over a year to recover from. And we know that he was having issues pushing off. Um, and toward the obvious, I guess, not only do I want to see how Philip Pronick sort of reco- recovers and re- rebounds from last year on a more on a, on a on a defense where he's going to be playing fewer minutes, but more quality minutes, I think. Um, I think that'll be the like maybe the biggest thing to watch for is just how playing time is allocated on the back end to cross all seven, eight guys. Like, honestly, because they finally got some depth. Yeah. For the first time in three or four years. None of it's overwhelmingly good. It's like you're just like that. It's there at all. We're so great. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're like, (laughs) yeah, pretty much. It's fair. It's fair. With all the different number of makes and models out there, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need in the traditional chain storefront. 
Why would you endure pointless, seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry when you have access to computers with rockauto.com at home and in your pocket? You can save time and money with rockauto.com. You can save 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. Uh, rockauto.com, they're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Before you know it, Christmas is going to be coming up. You're going to be looking at your bank account going, gosh, dang it, I wish I would have fixed my brakes myself instead of taking it to uh, some guy who screwed me out of a bunch of money and uh, I could have just done a better job myself. I don't want that for you. You don't want that for you. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and just write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you? They got a main selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. That is the best fucking power play the Detroit Red Wings have had in four games. You know, um, and and I do want to see what Nadelkovich can do because his resume is so limited. He was fantastic uh, and he's got a very good professional resume overall because he's played a lot in the AHL, but I want to see what he can do with Grice. I want to see how that chemistry shakes out. And then the obvious one is cider. What, what is, what is cider going to bring to North America? Because in the SHL, he was Nicholas Cronwell of the SHL while Nicholas Cronwell was watching him. You know, which is which is great and all of that, but can you do that against a a thirty two year old guy who is literally, as I as I like to describe the AHLers, putting food on the table by avoiding checks from young punks like Moritz Cider? Yep. You know, uh, and can he deal with the the pace is going to be a little different. Uh, than than the SHL and the level of competition is just going to be that much higher, even among the wings defensemen. I want to see whether he can, I I believe he can live up to the hype. I believe that again, we're talking about somebody with a lot of self-belief that that can live up to the hype and the work ethic that can live up to the hype. But what, how's it really going to shake out? I, th- I think the thing that's most promising to me, maybe promising is not the right word, encouraging. The thing I like most about his trajectory, he plays in the DEL, comes to North America, gets used to the North American ice in a rough and tumble game on the in the AHL, then goes back over to Sweden, plays a, a more finesse, you know, nuanced game, find the stretch pass instead of chipping it up and out. Then he's coming back to North America. And so like you're, it's, it's, you know, kind of like anybody does with their own careers. They try and take little things here and there. And then all of a sudden he has really been given an incredible chance to become as well-rounded as possible because he has this experience bouncing. Okay. Now I got to adjust to this. Now I got to adjust to this. Oh, I should leave this behind in that league, but I can carry this over with me. And that'll actually help me once I get to the NHL too. And, and that to me is really exciting. Like given, given the fact that he has dominated in each of those settings, it's not been a situation where he was good in the AHL, but not as good in the SHL. Like he, he has been that dude pretty much everywhere he's gone since he's been drafted. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's been a linear, steep, steep rise for our friend Marit Sider. And, and I just like that 
after all this time, now he's coming back and now the anticipation is there. He's like a caged animal in a lot of ways. He didn't get the chance to come up for a couple games at the end of 1920 or come up for, you know, he probably would have been on this roster last year too. Like, who are we kidding? He didn't right. get to do that. And and now he's like, just been sitting in his cage and, you know, just, just waiting to be let out. It, it's, it's exciting. Um, and as you said, the fact that he has an AHL resume is, is maybe what's the most encouraging, you know, I, the only reason I bring I bring up the the idea of 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 having to sort of readjust to North American hockey is that you look over at Tronic, you know, dumping in a power play goal after power play goal in the Czech League last season, coming back over here and and scoring two empty net goals. You know, uh, you look at Zadina finding that Ovechkin spot playing with the the team where his dad's an assistant coach in the Czech Republic, bang, 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 goals, goals, goals. And Zadina was, was, was relatively prolific, all things considered. Zadina still has a very high ceiling, but it was a little tougher going for him in the NHL. So I, I, I still worry about, about that, that the wider ice and, and the more soccer like pace of play, but I think that 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 um, Cider is a self-possessed man enough to the point that he will do things himself. He will not defer. You know, that's where you look at Bergman and Raymond and you go, eh. the one thing I'm concerned about is that there's so much deferring to the older guys, deferring in passing, deferring in, well, some maybe somebody else can finish the play. And Mo is definitely a guy who wants to finish the play himself. Uh, anything else, Scotty? I don't think so. George Malik from the Malikreport.com. Find him on Twitter at George Malik. One of the best in the biz. I'm not just saying that because he's on the show uh, and because he only charges a hundred bucks to, to come on today. <laughs> um, you know, he, he I, I got the chance to meet George a couple weeks ago. Uh, really liked talking to you. So hopefully we get the chance to uh, run into each other at a Red Wings related event later on down the road. And we'd love to have you back on the podcast as the season goes on as well. Uh, what do you got to plug? What, what, what do you want people to check out? Um, any, anything that they can uh, go see right now? Well, other than the malikreport.com, I'll be, I'm obviously up here in Traverse city. I'm going to be up here for all six days of training camp and trying to, um, squeeze in some coverage that the, uh, that the other guys aren't covering, um, you know, paying attention to the players on the ice, paying attention to not just the quotes in the zoom calls, um, but looking for other angles, um, look, looking to um, be realistic, but, but optimistic in, in the player assessments and just continue to follow me on Twitter. You know, I've, uh, had some ups and downs with the health and now I'm just trying to, to get back to normal. And, you know, I, I hope that people just uh, come along for the ride. And they absolutely should. Like I said, like the, the content on there is, is fantastic. Like I know, like if I'm, if I've been out of it for a few days and I'm like, Oh, do I need, how do I make sure I don't miss it? Like I go to the mail report again, not just blowing smoke, but that actually reminds me, we forgot to talk about one very, very important news item from today, and that is the Red Wings have signed Bobby, Bobby Ryan, Ryan to a to professional a... tryout. How do you feel about it? I don't, I don't like. I, it's a bummer because I don't think he has any 
they have any room for him on the bottom six, but I'm happy he's getting a tryout and I'm not mad that it's with the Red Wings. So I don't really know. Love it. How I feel about that. I hope he has a good tryout and then goes and plays elsewhere and has a nice season. Same, same. Uh, you know, I don't think that there's any room for him here, but at the same time, I think that it was a, a nice gesture by the wings to say, you know what, there are 31 other NHL teams that are going to watch you and we need as much depth as we can. Like I said, with them playing eight games in 12 nights for the exhibition season, um, bring him in, let him score some goals, let him prove that he's recovered from that, that awful torn bicep surgery. And, and if, if he steals a job, great. If he doesn't steal a job here, he'll steal a job somewhere else. Excellent. Uh, George, thank you so much for joining us today. Go check out the Malik Report. Go follow him on Twitter at George Malik. We'll see you back here next time. You're locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.